Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first episode of Womb to Tomb, a podcast to cover all issues around being pro-life, told from a place of compassion and truth. My name is Franchetta Groves, and I am a sophomore here at Catholic University, and I'm joined today with Gabby. Hi, all. I'm Gabby. I am also a sophomore here at Catholic University, and I'm a politics major and Spanish minor. So the main reason that we're here to talk to you guys today is to sort of explain what our podcast Womb to Tomb is about and also explain why both of us consider ourselves to be pro-life. So Gabby, if you could sum up the mission of our podcast Womb to Tomb, what would it be? I'd say it would be to just talk about and explore all the aspects of what it means to be a culture of life and what we can do right now in order to ensure that. I definitely think that's a really good way of putting it is talking about this podcast goal is to be talking about creating a culture of life and how we can do our best to make sure that each person's human dignity is being upheld and respected. So, and just talking about why we're pro-life. So Gabby, why would you say you're pro-life? Well, I was always interested in humanitarian issues. I think my first ever project I did with a presentation was the Darfur genocide. So I've always been interested in humanitarian issues, and since then I've explored more all of the other humanitarian issues that are going around the world, especially abortion is probably one of my biggest priorities right now. And especially since I've learned that so many people that I know have been affected by abortion, whether that be through themselves getting one, a sibling of theirs being aborted, or any other form of just being affected by it. And since then, I've just spent time researching that topic. And I pretty much committed myself to the pro-life movement and all the issues that it encompasses. What about you? For me, I would say that I really became passionate about the pro-life when I realized that the pro-life movement is the side that gives unconditional love and respect towards the human dignity of all people. And sort of what you talked about of being personally affected by people who have had abortions, that breaks my heart because I know that those people, they weren't given the most loving option. Those people who have had abortions and those who were aborted, they were not given the most love and the most respect. So for me, that's why I believe this podcast is so important is that it's us taking back the narrative and saying that, no, the the pro-life movement is the side that gives complete love and support to people. That's the side that I want to be a part of. And it means giving love and support to people throughout their life. From the moment they're conceived to the moment they pass away, we are giving them as much love and respect as possible. I think just sort of talking about we're creating a culture of life and that's what the pro-life movement is doing. Absolutely. Yeah, I think your description is pretty, it gives a lot of insight on why we're here today. A lot of the things that you said have to do with creating a culture of life, which is a term I think was coined by Pope John Paul II. If, do you know anything more about that one? Yep. So it's a pretty popular term, but it really became popular under Pope John Paul II. And to create a culture of life means to have as much love and support for the human dignity of each person. So that means that we're talking about all issues. Obviously, abortion is a really big issue that diminishes human dignity of the person who's being aborted and the person who's having an abortion, but also talking about issues like euthanasia and the death penalty and condemning those issues as well and how they're also contributing to a culture of death instead of a culture of life, which loves and supports all people. So I'm curious, Gabby, as to how you think we can combat 
a culture of death and instead embrace a culture of life? Well, I think the first step in attacking this culture of death is to recognize how our convenience culture really plays into it. I think that goes into how, so since our culture is so fast paced, it has made it easier for a decline in morality to be rooted in us. And that's not to say that our contemporary culture right now is all bad. I definitely love culture. I'm on Instagram way too often, but there is definitely an aspect of that fast paced culture, which ties into why we are so enslaved by this idea of a culture of convenience. A couple ideas that I have on the top of my head with that are how just our clothes, we get them, most of our clothes, at least from most people that I know are coming from sweatshops. And that's whether or not people are aware of that or not. There have been many controversies of different stores and franchises being caught giving their workers, the workers that are outsourced in developing countries, those workers being treated horribly, barely getting paid, maybe 10 cents a week at most. The fact that even our clothes have been a matter of this culture of convenience. I'm not to say that you have to make sure that all of your clothes are absolutely sustainable. That is absolutely expensive. And I don't really think most people in our culture have the capacity to make that happen, but just becoming aware and recognizing that even with online shopping, a lot of things from Amazon are also coming from sweatshops. So maybe just looking more into the companies and trying to make sure that we're limiting how much we are spending for these companies that are allowing so many people to be treated so horribly. I think that would be a great place to start. That's something that anyone can do whether that be getting their clothes secondhand, the vast majority of my clothes I've thrifted. And that's just one of many examples. What about you? Do you have any examples that you could think of? I think looking at the issues such as pornography, the, an industry that we just sort of consume, you know, as a culture, we just sort of say it's okay. But when you really look into the industry, it's really dehumanizes the people who are working in these videos. And even some of them aren't willingly doing so. I think it just sort of, and it sort of ties back to what you were talking about with sweatshops. We are consuming culture a lot of the times and we're consuming a lot of, you know, clothing in the case of porn videos, we're consuming them without thinking too much about it. We just sort of take it for granted because like you said, our culture is so fast paced that a lot of what we are using as consumers, we don't even really think about. So I think that's sort of what we're trying to talk about in this podcast is reframing that narrative and saying, wait, we should be questioning what we're consuming. We should be questioning everything in our society and the implications of it on the human dignity of each person. Absolutely. And I think something you just mentioned there with um, the porn industry being meshed with a bunch with human trafficking, I think too, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's becoming a bigger and bigger issue as more and more people are coming out saying that they were underage in being forced into this there's definitely a lot there's almost always so much more to reality than what meets the eye and the first step of combating this culture of death would definitely be to meet that culture of death with the culture of love and making sure that we're giving people the opportunity whether that be ourselves or those around us that we're giving people the opportunity to recognize these ills in our society in order to make our society better for all. 
I definitely agree with that. Making our society better for all is really at the core of what it means to create a culture of life. And even just the two issues we've just talked about, it can feel so overwhelming at times because you're looking at all these issues and they're so much bigger than ourselves. And it just shows that how much bigger the pro-life movement really is because the pro-life movement is combating all of these issues and just trying to be more loving towards people. You know, I think even in our own, we have to look at towards our past history. We look at issues of racial injustice in our own society and how that's really hard to confront. That's such a big issue, but at the core of it is just making sure that we're respecting the human dignity of each person. And if we follow that as our guide, our society would be so much better, I believe. Absolutely, I think you're right on there. And I think that ties into not just our society, but our interactions on an international level as well. We see the Uyghurs being put in, in uh, containment camps and being uh, executed and under genocidal rule right now. We see the Armenian genocide that nobody talks about um, at all. Like that's not something that's on people's minds. And like you said, the racial injustice that stems not only in our own society, but also throughout all of the world, it's an issue everywhere. And there's just so much that can be done that needs to be done that should be done that we're just we're looking at this huge picture of just so much discontent so much disgusting behavior being pushed out whether it be by extremely powerful regimes whether it be by cultures that it sometimes looks like there's almost nothing that we can do but uh, just to repeat what we've said a few times here we just need to go at things through love. And that might sound idealist, but a lot of big change happens on the individual level. It's a shift in culture and it's not going to happen overnight, but it's a matter of just going through things and looking at it through what is the best way that we can think about that we can act in this situation. I definitely think, and it, like you said, it comes down to our individual interactions, you know, when you're walking in a city and you see the homeless person on the side of the road, we tend to just be like, oh, I have to keep walking. We forget that the individual level, that's a human being. That person has human dignity just because of who they are and they have that innately in them. And it's time that for each of us, it's so overwhelming when we look at all these bigger issues of sweatshops and the pornography industry and human trafficking and racial injustice and so many other areas of being pro-life. But when you really look down at our individual actions, that's all you can do. All you can do is just to try to be as loving as possible and to recognize the human dignity of each person. And I think there's a comfort in that and remembering that we have that power to do that. And by even just being educated on the issues that are going on a global scale, we're also doing our part. And we might fall short sometimes, but I think there's a certain comfort in knowing that to be pro-life is to be as loving as possible and to just be a face of love in the world. Absolutely. And as our generation is working on this right now, when it comes time for us to enter the workforce, when it comes time for us to run for office, to go into international politics, to go, go into Doctors Without Borders, something along those lines, then we're just so much better equipped to really go for it and make the physical changes that need to be happening as well. There's a lot of talk that just people being informed doesn't actually do anything. And that I understand the perspective that they're coming from with that. Just being informed 
doesn't do too much, but it does empower one another to actually make those changes. And I mean, that comes with environmental issues as well. People nowadays, especially our generation, is so enthralled in the conversation about environmental issues, such as just don't make all the turtles have straws in their noses, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's just, and I think that also ties back into the culture of convenience. Just throw out your garbage where it needs to go. Make sure that you're using, that you're taking care of things the way that they need to be taken care of. I've noticed more and more people using reusable water bottles instead of just the plastic ones that are destroying our earth. The giant heap of garbage that's going around in our oceans is not exactly our oceans are usually pretty and that's just kind of messing with that image right there so let's <laughs> let's do our part guys yeah there's just so much there and again it's daunting looking at it but really even if you find something that you're most passionate about and devote yourself to that that can make all the difference in the world i definitely really agree with that point that you just made there finding one area you know, we sort of, sometimes I think in our culture, we say, oh, pro-life is just pro-birth. All you care about is abortion. But then just in this conversation alone, we've talked about so many issues surrounding human life and surrounding upholding human dignity. And so it can be really overwhelming when there's so many issues, but if each of us finds one issue or that was really, we feel called to, and we combat that from a place of love, each of us is doing our part in the little area of the pro-life movement, whether it be with environmental issues, whether it be with racial issues, whether it be with the issue of abortion, you're finding the area where you're called to be a face of love and you're just fighting for that. And I think that's really, if each individual person combats it with a place of love and truth, that's how we make a better society for all of us. Are you looking for a better way to connect with members of the CUA community? Are you behind on the university happenings? Check out SIDPOD, the podcast where your community directors share what is going on in their daily lives and talk about the important things happening in residence life and the university in general. Get the staff's perspective on things and join in the conversation with your own ideas. We're so excited to be working in collaboration with WCUA. New episodes are posted every Wednesday, so be sure to check back for new episodes every week. We are so scared of having conversations with one another because we're afraid that the other person will be will be offended by something you say and obviously do not go into a conversation trying to offend somebody like you are not you you are called to love one another and you are called to judge actions that you do not make the same mistakes as others, but you are not called to judge the other person. And I think that's another aspect that even those that are meaning well, they might look at somebody differently and be like oh you did this that's an issue and then go from it in a place of superior of a superiority complex instead of a place of love especially with abortion people might look at a woman in a different way because they find out that they've had an abortion and really that's not that's not what we're here for that's we're here to love that person we don't know that story abortion is such a complicated issue, even though it does obviously come back to the fundamental right to life that each human inherently has. Each human has an inherent dignity, but that doesn't mean that we're here to call names and judge people for other things. It's really, honestly, to just to make it sound a little childish for a second, 
treat others how you want to be treated. That doesn't stop once you grow up and you learn more about the world. That stays and that needs to be emphasized even as we're all growing up and getting into the real world more and more. There is a hint of idealism, but that also, why not go for it? I definitely think that's a really great point you bring up, Gabby, is the fact that we tend to grow up and we sort of enter into really challenging conversations around creating a culture of life and how there's a lot of areas in our society where there's really things that are hurting human dignity of each person. But when we're having these conversations with other people, it becomes very polarized sometimes. And I think that we forget that when we're having these conversations with people, we all just want to create a better society for ourselves and a better culture for our for all of us that embraces human life and embraces respect. And we just sometimes have different ways of doing that. And we forget that it's important to have honest dialogue with one another. And that is also a way that we can contribute to a culture of life is having open, honest, respectful dialogue. I think people are often too scared to talk to even their friends about something, maybe because of an echo chamber mentality on social media. If if you don't do the right thing, if you don't post the right amount of things, then you're not even acting within the realm of virtue anymore. And I think that scares people into thinking that there's only one line of thought and that because of that one line of thought, what I'm saying, I can't say because I will be canceled by my friends. I will be thrown out of the groups that I'm part of. I know that that's happened to me a couple times and just, I really just enjoy listening to other people and learning what they think about issues. And that goes from not only cultural and political issues, that's just in general, I love listening to people and what they have to say about things. And I think people are more focused on saying things than listening at times. And that kind of throws people into this inevitable cycle of just saying things to say them. If you don't say the correct word or the correct phrase in the correct way, then you are no longer given a place at the table. And then you try to redeem yourself by going down with these same rules. And it just goes down this unending cycle. And just to sum up my little ramble here, um, (laughs) my little rant, I think we need to focus on actually connecting with that other person, building that relationship and coming at it with the right intentions. I think a way to sum up also what you're saying is how on an individual level, we can combat the culture of death by engaging in honest conversations with one another that are respectful around all of these issues, being as loving as possible to people. You know, that's another way that we're combating the culture of death. And when we can, working in activism towards that, you know, may there be with looking at laws and saying, okay, this is something that is undermining people's human dignity. Let's petition this. Whether it's going to protest and respectfully protesting and peacefully protesting, that's a way we can do that as well. You know, just sort of doing what we can to be a face of love in the world. That's what it means to be pro-life. That's what it means to uphold a a culture of life in our society. Right. There's so many little things that add up into a bigger picture and into a bigger thing. So I think sort of to just close our final thoughts on this topic and discussion over a culture of life, it's really overwhelming sometimes to look at all these different issues. But when we're confronted with a moral dilemma and we don't know where we stand on this, am I being pro-life? Am I respecting human dignity? We just have to ask ourselves if we're on the side that is being most loving. 
And if we're not being on the side that's loving and upholding human dignity, then maybe we're not on the right side of history. So to final this up, uh, there's a quote from Pope John Paul II. And when he's talking about a culture of life versus a culture of death, he says, we are facing an enormous and dramatic clash between good and evil, death and life, the culture of death and the culture of life. We find ourselves not only faced with, but necessarily in the midst of this conflict. We are all involved with it and we all share in it with the inescapable responsibility of choosing to be unconditionally pro-life. And I sort of think that just summarizes it up that each of us are called to do what we can to be unconditionally pro-life, you know, from womb to tomb, just doing our part to be unconditionally pro-life and uphold human dignity of all people. So that was our first episode of Womb to Tomb. We hope you guys will stick around as we challenge and look into some of these cultural and political issues that undermine human dignity and talk about what we can do to combat that. Thank you guys. Bye.